10. And I would like to use the rest of my time to say how appalled I am that people are bringing up the Holocaust. Do not use other genocides to describe this one. I have been... Oh. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrula, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, it feels good to be back. <laughs> it's been a few weeks. Um, obviously, we're on a little bit different schedule lately. Um, I got a call yesterday on my telephone. You know, when you get, you know, that thing that happens when like you get a phone call on your phone. I know it's no, rare, no. but it's yeah, no. it's like it's like the like the like you're always like on an app on your phone and you get a call and you're like what the fuck is this? And it's like oh, the phone doesn't ring fifty times a day when I'm at work or anything. Definitely not. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's like the last thing you use your phone for is phone calls, right? I get a phone yeah, call, yeah. and the caller ID says the number is one 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 one, and it says spam risk. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, I wonder. Oh, geez, who would have thought? Who would have thought? And I was like, I'm going to answer this call because I want to know who is this person that had the first phone number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get the first phone number? You should just answer. How did you do it? <laughs> I did. You? So, but it was like it was one of those spam calls where it rings once and then just hangs up on its own. Uh-huh, right, because uh-huh. it's it's like it's some robo phone tree that doesn't even you know it's not even a person that's trying. Yeah, like, to what call is it. even the purpose of this fucking scam? Like, I, I <coughs> right, don't even understand right. like the the money making part of this. But but I like answering spam calls because like I want to get a real person so I can just fucking harass the shit out of them. Sure, yeah, you know, and just like waste their time. And you know, if it is an actual sales call, which is rare, because um, usually it's just it's like a robo call, and then like you have to go through several prompts to actually even talk to a solicitor. Right. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to, uh, unfortunately. Also, King Charles, brand new king of England, has already got cancer. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going to happen to a nicer guy. It, it's, also, I, gotta I mean, say. I gotta, I gotta feel like Princess Di is just like wink <laughs> <laughs> up in heaven. Uh, but just, just the fact that we had. <clears throat> sorry, my voice is a lot of practice. We had the but same that, queen yeah. for 150 years. <laughs> And then England finally gets a king again, and within less than a year, he's, he's going to fucking die. Right? Like, that's got to be some kind of fore- foretold literary stereotype somewhere, like some, you know, Agatha Christie, some fucking, you know, 
I don't know what, what it's, it's been written in something somewhere that that would it's happen. certainly it's certainly cosmic justice for Charles for somebody who you know just for the shit he did to Diana and the just the general you know colonialism that he partook and you know continued and you know uh sort of you know was a was was he was raised in his whole life uh you know he, he I'm sure he's like you know he's close to fucking death before he even gets on the throne and he's on the throne now and he came even oh, fucking you know yeah I mean if they've even announced it it's been a problem for a while right because right? like, they, they don't never announce been able to you there. know yeah I mean all all the all the extra you know, bags of blood they carry around with him, you know, just in case, like, haven't done any, any good. And did you see that he's, he's, like, said he's going to reject chemotherapy in lieu of, like, doing homeopathy and potions? Yep. So, uh... <laughs> potions! <laughs> that was the actual quote from somebody. Was, he's going to take potions. <laughs> so that'll last a couple months or uh, so. <laughs> Um, Man, so who's and, even... and there's some people who do that where that's like a noble thing you know like warren zevon kind of famously did that when he was dying of cancer uh because yeah. he, he wanted to have his full strength like uh, kind of make one more album and you know it, make a swan song to the world and whatnot and he also just didn't want to fucking you know torture himself with chemotherapy right um but in prince charles's case it just means that uh he's gonna have one of the shortest most hilarious uh <laughs> monarchic <laughs> reigns in modern history <laughs> You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll get a, a crown scene seven. You know, maybe we'll get they'll <laughs> reboot the, re, reboot that show. Um, Fuck weird, um, weird ending to that. Like that series kind of ended very abruptly on purpose because they had to kind of like rewrite everything at the last second because the fucking queen died. Oh, did, um, did was that portrayed in the last season of the show? Yes and no. It was like because the, the, so the show ends about fifteen years before she dies. Uh-huh. But it it very much sort of like shows her looking back at her life and like and then it ends with her walking like out of the cathedral and it's like blinding light that she's walking into. So they kinda like kind of like, like coda, like you, talking you get about it. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, and then they had like her younger the younger actresses that played her kind of like show up and she's having a vision of her younger selves, you know. She got the fucking the Avengers, the fucking post credit scene with all the all <laughs> Elizabeth's afterwards just popping up. Basically, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was good. It, I mean, I I love the whole series of the crown. Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. showed a lot of shit about the royal family that I didn't know know about and was very damning. Um Gillian well, yeah, Anderson. I mean, the, the, the royal family famously was very anti that show, so tells you oh, that yeah. it was good yeah. and legitimate. Well, they, they, they demanded Netflix have a disclaimer at the front of it, and Netflix said, fuck no, this is all real. Right. We, we did our research. Um, but, I mean, the only problem is, like, they, they really do humanize these people as having no control over their own lives. Um, but they also contrast that with the fact that it starts with the, the king that abdicated the throne and said, fuck that. I want a real life. I don't want to be a slave to this fucking royal family anymore um, to kind of show like everyone else had a choice. I mean, they really do have a choice, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still still great show. The Princess Died uh, season's phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, creepy how well cast everyone on the show is. Um, I will say, with the exception of Dominic West, because I cannot see him in any other role Anything but than McNulty. McNulty from The Wire. Yeah, I'm like, I can't, I can't believe that's the fucking Prince Charles. Are you kidding? That's fucking McNulty. He's just, he wandered in, he like wandered onto set from some party he was getting drunk at, and that's how they <laughs> got the role. Oh, man. Well, uh, you know, so in the time we've been away, um, 
we've been talking about a couple things we watched obviously uh the most important one was uh killers of the flower moon which is the new martin scorsese movie that uh just recently debuted on apple plus after a, a pretty uh, success. Well, I guess you know, by 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 normal standards, a successful theatrical run, but by the astronomical fucking goofy box office, you know, post super superhero boom, it was you know fairly unsuccessful at the box office. But I, you know, who gives a fuck? Because it's you know, you know, it's it's for me, it's up hours there with, long. So like, you can only show it's it. Not, once it's a day. not a commercially friendly fucking movie. No, it, it is the least you know one of the least commercially friendly well, movies. It's incredibly long. It's a it's, very it's a sexist like, dour movie subject. because women have to go to the bathroom. So it's you know, <laughs> I don't understand why we can't um, just do intermissions again. I mean, remember fucking 2001 has I'm the intermission in the movie on the DVD. I still have a copy of 2001 that has the intermission on the DVD. I got to tell you, I saw Hateful Eight, you know, in 70 millimeter when it came out. I appreciate the intermission of that three hour fucking movie to go take a piss. Like it was a it was a nice, you know, Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like you had a legit like old school intermission. Like at the I, 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 you mentioned uh, uh, Hateful Eight. I just watched. um uh death proof the other night it was on hulu nice nice but it wasn't presented as a double feature with the the other movie planet terror no they it, sell them like separate now as like as as like you know movies and shit i mean like they're both Blu-ray. good it was cool yeah. that they put them out together to kind of like you know you know throw back to the 70s but it's still my favorite tarantino movie and yeah. i know it's his least favorite movie of his own work but it's i mean 99 percent of the movie is just women talking to each other and you would never guess that a guy wrote the dialogue. <laughs> you know why? Because he was trying to, and you know, maybe this is why it's, you know, in your opinion, at least better than some of his other stuff. Because he wasn't, he, he, I think he overthinks his own movies to death. In this case, he was mm-hmm. trying to sort of, you know, uh, play on a trope that he loved from childhood of this, like, kind of, I, I, I liken it to the same thing as if he made, like, you know, he's always been a big slasher movie fan. I feel like he would have made the best slasher movie of all time because he would have gotten out of his own way and not, you know, overthought it to death where like he does with all of his movies you know which are all great but they're all very distinctly him talking through all of his characters you know what i mean like it's it's very uh, you know yeah i mean it almost feels like he was sort of poking fun of his own critics where because a lot of people criticized him for just like you're just writing scenes where dudes just sit around and talk about nothing (laughs) and he's i'm sure he was a point he was like you know what i can have women sit around talking about nothing too it's <laughs> true it's true <laughs> because um, i mean it's not that they're talking about nothing but they're talking about nothing that's relevant to the plot right that's, and, yeah, the, and usually the, people screenwriters are told that that's like the stuff you cut out yeah, that's a no-no that's you know? that's that's chuffa that you could just but, toss from your script yeah but he's he's smart enough to know that like if the movie is called death proof and you see a silhouette of a guy in a fucking muscle car who's stalking these women. It's it's the ticking time bomb that the whole time they were sitting around talking about weed and guys and like stuff on the set where they were working. That's the ticking time bomb stuff. That's that's it's building the tension for you because right. you know that there's going to be a fucking wicked car chase murder at the end of it. <laughs> right. Check off car. Yeah, no, seriously. Exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah. So and, speaking and of the no, flower moon. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um yeah, no, I mean, it, it was incredible, I, I have to say. Like, uh, I, you know, I, I was very excited when I, you know, heard about it way back when. I mean, this movie's been, I feel like it's been in the works for like five years, it feels like. Um, I feel like all of his stuff it, has been in the works for like 15 years. Like, he starts well, Yeah, for some, to some extent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know he read the book more than 10 years ago, I believe. 
Yeah, so, uh, you know, it is based on a book, loosely based on a book, uh, which is based on a true story, obviously, of the Osage right. murders. Um, you know, one of the, the first, uh, actually the first case investigated by what became, you know, the FBI, was sort of the origin story of the FBI. Uh, and, and the book is a lot uh, heavier, you know, on the FBI side of it, a lot heavier on the, the Meth Damon, you know, story, his arc um, <laughs> in real life, you know. And that's actually what the the script originally was. Scorsese wrote it as like a fairly straight up adaptation. Right. And Leo at the time was going to play the the character that that Matt Damon went on to to play, uh, Jesse Plemons. For people that don't know, what I'm talking about uh, in the movie, the FBI uh, agent uh, who investigated you know the murders. But I, the, I don't I don't know who really made the call. I think it may have been just you know him realizing that he was again sort of centering maybe the wrong people in the story to some extent, mm-hmm. to some extent, I think hopefully that's sort of what, you know, came across uh, him as people he was, that, you know, sitting with it. Yeah. There's people that still say that the film still did that too much, you know, was, yeah. was really focusing too much on the, on on Leo the, the evil white guys. But I think, well, I think it was more like focusing on De Niro, you know, but yeah. I, I also but feel like the kingpin of the whole kind of, you know, operate like i feel like i think, he... I think it was important to 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 focus on the the psychopathy mm-hmm. of these people mm-hmm. and how they rationalize what they were doing yeah. like you're i'm telling you to poison your wife a little bit at a time to slow her down like what to slow her down from doing what yeah and and, and from then, being alive know, what the fuck are you like is, and they is, all know what Leo... they're doing right right and, and, it, yeah, and and that's and that's the fat. Then that was the fascinating thing about it. And you wonder if the you know the, the the guy that Leo's portraying, you know, how much in real life is he just like one of the stupidest people alive versus how much is he completely complicit in the in in the poisoning of his wife and all of that? Like, you know, some to obviously to some degree he knew what he was doing, but did he realize? Did he like the way they portray it in the movie? They almost sort of try to have him rationalize it where he really does care about her, but he's still you know like it's a. It's a very interesting portrayal, I think, um, and maybe that's where some people, you know, took issue with it. But I still think that that was the probably right way to tell that story because if you do tell it from just perspective of the Osage, you don't really know what is going on behind the scenes, and that's the real fucking insane thing in this movie is the depravity of of all of these, you know, these these people in this. Uh, in this this town that where 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 they found oil, you know, on 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 this Osage land, and it, it's I don't it wasn't know, even I, their land either. It was the land they got they got forced to move to after they kicked right, them off right. the land they wanted because they thought that land had no value, right? Right, that there was nothing there of any value. So there's where you go to have your refugee camp, right? And then they found oil, and it's like, oh, hold on a second, we uh, we want that land too. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just just truly an incredible fucking horrific story and more horrific when you find out that it's true and that in some ways it's actually even worse than the movie portrayed, um, you know, some mm-hmm. of the details. And well, it, the thing I love about it is, you know, I watched The Irishman in the, in the theater mm-hmm. and that movie's as long as this movie. And like the last hour of The Irishman didn't need to be there. It's literally it's like once fucking Jimmy Hoffa gets capped. Yep. That's where the movie should have ended. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? no, I agree. I, this, I do love in, the last scene of The Irishman, but the rest of that chunk of time could oh, have just, easily gotten so, It drags for shaved. so long. Yeah. Um, go back and watch The Irishman. Just watch it up to the point where Jimmy Hoffa gets gets cacked. Um, yeah. 
and then just like turn it off. You're like, oh, that was a great, that was a great Scorsese flick. <laughs> uh, this movie is equally as long, but it doesn't feel like that. Like it, it, it I never felt like it was dragging. I never felt uh, like there was, there was any of it that wasn't necessary. Like I was just invested in it and every part of it. You just get madder and madder and madder, and you're just like, how? You know, the, the one of the things I heard that you know the, the people that were critical of the film uh, felt that you know it didn't uh, significantly portray the panic that the Osage had because they were they knew that they were just getting murdered left and right, 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 but had to sort of like keep up appearances and like they couldn't just you know, have a giant riot and burn down the town no, and kill right. all the white people the way that the white people would do in like, you know, fucking St. Louis. Um, so yeah, it was, I, I watched some videos from um, some indigenous YouTubers who were, you know, praising and critiquing the film. So, and look, I'm not, you know, definitely is not above uh, criticism, but I do think that, you know, I, I think that he did about as good of a job as any white director would have done with that movie. No one um, else is going to make that movie. And that's you know? the other issue, right? It, it, right. You know, if they did, it would not have been nearly as, you know, as widespread. <laughs> we may not have even heard of it. Like it may have been like you a much smaller have, movie. You know, Hollywood refused to make dances with wolves. Kevin right. Costner had to finance the entire film with his own money, right. um, which wasn't even made for that much money. If you, if you can believe that the entire film was made for only $16 million. Wow. Yeah. Even in, even in 1991, that's like, no money. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not <laughs> like for a Hollywood blockbuster. That's not a lot of money. I mean, um, it, it, and I'm guessing almost all of that went into just the production film. design, just and like just that. the film, just like the film stock and the camera rental. You know, yeah, like they didn't yeah. they didn't have any sets to build for the most part. You know, no, no, that's um, true. This is true. <laughs> Found but, some you know, beautiful you know, scenery the way the way it should be. Um, but no, and I gotta say, you know. Uh, any any criticism movie should should really just you know uh, to me the thing that i took away from it was uh lily gladstone's like incredible performance in that in that lead role uh people or said they, role. I've, I've seen people say they don't understand why she got nominated for that performance it's like, it's like what i'm like what i just i, I don't <laughs> I, like i can't even talk to people like that like you, you didn't watch the same movie as like i don't you know like I, it, it's it's like i don't it's know it's one I of can't... leo's best performances too but it's only because of what she gives him as an actor and yeah. you know she's somebody that i've never seen in anything before i don't think she's really been in anything too major before this and i would say she stands toe-to-toe and actually kind of blows leo off the screen like every time they're on the screen which is which is I incredible think people just if people see somebody an actor who's like sitting there and just like reading another actor's face with their eyes and not really emoting yeah. they don't understand like how many things that actor's actually doing Right. Like right. you go watch fucking um, fucking Magneto in the killer movie <laughs> Fastbender. You go watch Michael Fassbender in a scene with Tilda Swinton and he doesn't have any lines in the whole scene. It's just her talking, but he steals the scene right. without without fucking saying a word. Right. Yeah. And and I think that, the, you know, if you if you're a really good actor and you're doing 10 different things at a time. And the audience can't tell <laughs> like you're, you're just I mean, you're a better actor than the audience is able to perceive, I guess. No, I, I think 100 percent. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that to anybody who has not seen it. Uh, you could watch it for free on Apple Plus. Base. I mean, you know, you have to pay for Apple Plus, but just make a fucking fake email and sign up for a trial or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. So I always do when I want to pay for a subscription service. But yeah, um, I think no, just it, having an Apple computer or an iPhone, you should automatically get. Yeah. App, I, I feel like I constantly will like randomly log in and it's like, oh, yeah, you have a subscription. It's like, I don't pay for this. OK, whatever. Yeah. They just constantly throw Seriously. like a free month at you. So. Um, you, know, yeah, you know what I really incredible. hate, though? little side note is just like every it's like every week, at least once a week, there'll be a new thing on Netflix with the word American in the title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I hate it because it's the fucking dumbest, laziest marketing ploy to get Americans to watch. Think, oh, it's American. It's, it's, this this one's called American, not mayor. It's it's something that happened in America, and it was a nightmare. Um, I actually watched that show, American Nightmare. It was pretty. Fucking what was that one about? Um, a guy's wife gets kidnapped, and he didn't do it. <laughs> so of <laughs> so of course the nightmare is that like he is the sole suspect. Right, right. In, true story. Wife. It's a true story. Yep. Uh, and then three days later, she shows up. Oh, and shit. this this happened a month after the, the actual movie Gone Girl came out. <laughs> so, of course, the police assumed that she had watched that movie and said, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so after they accused the husband of killing her, and it turned out that wasn't true, then they accused him and her together of plotting this fake kidnapping. Yeah. Why? Like what? Because the cops had just seen the movie and they, that's all they could fucking play. Right. Right. Because they're just fucking idiots and they, they yeah, fantasize exactly. as to, to be you know fucking yeah. movie action star. But I hate when I hate when when fucking movie executives or marketing guys just think let's call it American this or American yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you know the movie Vice about Dick Cheney. Yes. Right. Or, or the movie Blonde uh, with Anna Day whatever fuck her name about. Yeah. Um, Marilyn Monroe. They are must, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great, great movie, even though none of it actually happened. Uh, great performance by her, even though, like, you know, as awful. Super fictionalized, but, you know, it's the yeah, Super fictionalized by a director who clearly hated Marilyn hated Monroe. Hated Marilyn Monroe. Right. right. But I guarantee there were conversations in boardrooms about why the movie Vice should be called American Vice or uh-huh. why the movie oh, Blonde yeah. should be called American Blonde. Right, oh, just yeah. because like they just think that that's a way to fucking sell shit. To you know, I mean, at least American Pie was like a riff on a song title, and there was an actual pie in the movie. So, like, okay, whatever, let's call it that. Um, but like, no, no screenwriter is like, oh, I'm gonna call this American that or American that. You know, it's just it's not. It's a thing that marketing people tack onto it after the fact. Oh, you want to get money? Well, now you have to make it uh, American hustle instead of just hustle. Like, right. Okay. I guess. Whatever. Fine. I'll do it. <laughs> well, one just real quick while we're still on the subject of Netflix and, and movies. One thing I did watch and that you also watched uh, was the uh, Greatest Night in Pop, which is the new uh, <laughs> hilarious uh, documentary about one of the worst songs of all time, like truly the worst dirt worst <laughs> songs of all time. Uh, it, it's the 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 documentary about the making of We Are the World. Um, just really incredible stuff. Um, it, it was just really it was it was a really fascinating like the footage fly, is great <laughs> just fly on the wall look at like just how fucking awkward and peevish and fucking you know ego egomaniac egomaniacal like most 
musicians were, especially in the eighties, where you know these these are the biggest divas, just on the, the biggest planet. fucking stars of all time. You know, just, these people are never around each other except at like an awards thing for a few minutes, and incredible, now they're yeah. all in a room forced to work together through like an all nighter. Right. No managers, right. no handlers, just a bunch of fucking mega, mega maniacal, you know, multimillionaires having right. to sit there and, and fucking and, sweat and under the lights. They're all, they're like standing on these bleachers shoulder to shoulder, like like little kids having to sing the Christmas songs at the fucking school pageant. <laughs> and they don't even know like the the lyrics or the words. Like they don't know it. It's they've just been thrust in front of them. And they're used to always being the boss. I mean, the boss mm-hmm. was there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dylan was there, awkward as possibly could be. Oh my god! Because you know what? he's like Cindy Lauper is there. Fucking Dan Aykroyd this, got this invited is, somehow. This <laughs> is pre. This is post Dylan losing his voice and pre sort of his his like early two thousands like pseudo comeback. You know where he kind of like started making good music again for a very short period of time. This right. is like the worst possible period of dylan outside of like the christmas album you know era of dylan like this is you I, know he, he he clearly was like an introvert from the yeah. get-go but yeah. the fact that he said yes to do it like what did he expect you know yeah um but it's it's you know and it's like michael jackson and you know he, lionel richie he, was like, lionel yeah. richie who was like in charge of it you know and if anyone could be the you know in charge of that many people you know good luck to him for doing it but um yeah, I mean, I just I love that like the fact that Dan Aykroyd got invited. <laughs> it, what? Because he was one of the Blues Brothers. Like that. Yeah, not, you should have given him a solo. That would have been so fucking funny if he got oh, one, yeah. of the, one of the solos. Just but I love that. Like, no, also, no like what ability. you know, like Kenny Loggins got invited to it, but like <laughs> Michael McDonald didn't. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No, the the yacht rock and the, that that sort of you know era of music that the people who didn't didn't get invites was a real funny. Uh, well, it's because Kenny Loggins had already transitioned from yacht rock to ho- like fucking kick ass, like Hollywood uh, action, rocker, yeah, ho- like you know, Hollywood soundtracks soundtrack at that point. Oh, he knew man. he knew the winds of change were coming. So incredible, incredible look from him. <laughs> fucking like just looked like fucking uh, what's his face? I almost said John Denver. Um, who's the guy? Who, oh, John Ritter. L- looked like John Ritter at like the peak of his fucking you know, yeah, just eighties yeah. fucking mullet and and you know full beard kind of. I, I did uh, like the retrospective uh, interviews they had because it was like, you know, the, only the people that still look good on camera <laughs> agreed to do it with, you know, like apparently Kenny Loggins and Lionel Richie are still kind of like, yeah, right, we still kind of have our looks. So we'll sure we'll be on camera. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, for sure. Speaking of who doesn't have the looks anymore, I also uh, watched <laughs> uh, Netflix, the um Oh, uh, the Ric Flair documentary. Did you watch that? Oh, no, I have. I saw that on my feed. I got to watch that. I was going to watch that tonight, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Uh, fucking <laughs> fucking melted candle that he is now. Fucking yeah. D- d- doesn't, doesn't seem like a very nice person and seems like he no. never, never was uh, on or off stage or they, in or out of the ring. But uh, they, so they sure try to like sugarcoat right him. Yeah. Did, so I know he was involved with it, so I'm assuming they didn't really get too much into the whole uh, him like sexually assaulting a flight attendant thing, which is why he's sort of like, you know, he's kind of he's kind of on the shit list right now. I, of, I don't of, recall know, them ever touching on that. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, he yeah. was like bragging about fucking lots of women and doing lots uh-huh. of cocaine for sure, but um, it didn't seem like other people hold him in very high regard <laughs> no i in mean the interviews you know, they did it, it's um, it's it's fun or funny when you're you know 
29 years old and you're like, you know, it's the 1970s and you're the biggest star in the world. But when you're still doing it, when you're in your 70s, it's just sad and pathetic. And, you know. <laughs> right, right. That's kind of what I got from it. But it was it was late and I was just like, I need something to watch. So, yeah, um, I re- I'm yeah. really actually the thing I'm really dying to see that's that has Ric Flair in it, ironically enough, is uh, the A24 movie, The Iron Claw, which is a uh, incredible true story um, about the Von Erich family, which is this famous like. Texas uh, Texas wrestling family, but it, it's it's much less a story about wrestling and much more a story about the world's worst father um, of all time. <laughs> and it, it, it's 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 I, I haven't seen the movie yet. I know the actual story, so I can Nothing only imagine. Nothing is more American than being the worst father of all time and then making you know getting a movie made about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was an A twenty four movie. It got a bunch yeah. of Oscar buzz. It got snubbed at the Oscars, but uh it, it did you know uh have an incredible run so that's actually coming i think to to you know blu-ray and to streaming and whatever soon so i definitely will uh be chatting about that when that comes yeah. out but definitely don't purchase it to own on streaming because uh you may not own it very long no no there's that the, the purchasing to own is, is quite an oxymoron on streaming yeah uh, unfortunately has and, and you know i we've been talking about this a lot and i've always been paranoid about this um and i think you know, rightfully so. I think I've been paranoid via evidence because we've seen numerous instances of companies just fucking deleting shit from people's media libraries that was, you know, lawfully, legally purchased. Um, the, the you know, uh, the the way that they say that you do, that, you know, hey, purchase it, you own it. That's, it's complete fucking horseshit. If you're not holding a copy of something in your hands, you do not own it. Uh, and I've even had, if you have it saved on a device that's that's connected to the internet, they can delete it from that, right? Like that—that's what yeah, happened yeah. with um with how was it? It was like if you had if you purchase things to save on like your on a on a PlayStation, they can delete it off of that device if it's yeah. hooked up online. That's fucking. Yeah, I forget who it was that actually who that was doing that, which streaming service. But uh, I just read about this yesterday. Um, Funimation. Uh, if you bought something on Funimation, you no longer own it. It's being folded into something called Crunchyroll. These are apparently anime streaming services. Um, yeah, and, and this yeah, is hilarious probably. because they they had a they had a, a like a uh, FAQ right where they they ask you know questions of themselves and then don't answer them. <laughs> so the question was. What is going to happen to my digital copies? And this is the most like HR department non-responsive ever heard. To what is going to happen to my digital copies? We understand that you may have concerns about your digital copies from Funimation. Please note that Crunchyroll does not currently support Funimation digital copies, which means that access to previously available digital copies will not be supported. Previously available. Fuck you guys, I guess. That doesn't an- what's happening to my digital copies is that they are not previously available, but they're available now because I own them. Well, no, you don't, but we're not going to answer the question with those words. We're going to have a bunch of legalese that dances around the question to what happens to, you know, previously available things that's like that's first of all, what the fuck is why would you name a company Crunchyroll? I hate this like trend of the last 15 years of naming companies, things that should Seems never be racist <laughs> or just it's. You know, just even like uh, just naming companies things that are like 
casual words that we already use in everyday vernacular, right? Like Uber. Like, yeah. Uber what? Oh, it's just called Uber, right? Okay, so now everything, anytime you try to use the word Uber, you'll think of that company. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's, that's the intent. Um, and, yeah. Oh, yeah, but the sorry, thing yeah. is, Funimation and Crunchyroll are both owned by Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. So, so like nothing has changed hands here. It's just we're not going to let you watch the thing you paid to purchase to watch every single day if you want it anymore. But now you can go sign up for a new streaming service and, and rent it. Yeah, even you could, though you, it's you the could same pay to media. access the thing you've already literally paid us for, and that we're just now stealing right. from you. There, there's, um, like they didn't lose the license for it. It just, no, no, they just got rid of Funimation and only are going to roll with Crunchyroll. <laughs> this this is something that that David Zaslav, since he's taken over Warner Brothers, has done repeatedly. Um, the same thing was done. We talked about this like six months ago or so, when he just ripped a bunch of fucking television series off of. Uh, people's ps4 people's like playstation you know stores um like oh, just that, full yeah, fucking like the hundreds and thousands of hours of television you know mostly crap tv but still i mean fuck if you paid you know I, th- those seasons aren't cheap they're like 20 30 dollars each each season of those show shows imagine you buy like six seasons of a show you spend like over a hundred dollars and something they're all of a sudden just like yeah you know we still own this show we produced it but uh fuck you you can't have it anymore like no, like I literally <laughs> bought it. What are you talking about? That makes no fucking sense. But you, you remember the remember the uh, the sitcom news radio? Back no, in the 90s? I, I know of it. I haven't really seen. It was <clears throat> seen like it, Phil Hartman uh, from SNL, Dave Foley from uh, Kids in the Hall. Yep. Uh, Joe Rogan. That's where he got his start. Yep. Uh, yep. And Andy Dick. <laughs> um, and there was his crew. <laughs> yeah, totally. It was a good. It was a decent show. I mean, it wasn't. No, I'm fun sure. As yeah, Kids yeah. in the Hall. Um, Joe Rogan back when he had like actual hair, right? Uh, and, and there was an episode where like, because Andy Dick is notoriously like a awful person in real life, but on the yep, show yep, he yep. played he played like a humble nerd, right? Kind of likable almost. And he somehow he got like slighted or screwed out of something, uh, by like the 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 owner of the 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 radio station, mm-hmm. who was like this huge media billionaire or whatever. And uh, to make it up to him, he was like, oh, I, I, I bought you the whole uh, series of this, this favorite uh, show. And here's the, here's the whole DVD collection of it. Here you go. And he's like, really? That's it? He's like, well, no, I mean, I bought the show for you. You own the rights to the show now. <laughs> and that was like the big <laughs> gag. The big gag of the episode was like he thought he just got like he'd been given a box set. Right of the show, but this billionaire media guy was like, "No, when I said I I bought you the show, I bought you the show. You own the show now. You own the rights and the royalties to the show forever." And that was <laughs> that was the he like that was the big joke was that nobody understood what he, what the bill, billionaire media guy meant when he says, "I bought you the show." <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, it just you know again, this is why you know. I'm I'm a maniac, and I cl- I still collect you know physical media. I still have fucking a bunch of records. I still have Blu-rays and 4Ks. You're converting I, you know, people, man. You're converting shit. me. I mean, I I need to dust off my uh, big old box of DVDs and see what the fuck I have in there. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's uh it's the only way you can actually ensure that you can watch the shit you want to watch. You can't rely on even streaming services like HBO to even keep the things on that they produce anymore. So like, what the fuck? You know, recourse is that like I, I'm half of, a, of half a mind to like buy Game of Thrones on fucking 4K 
in case they were like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll just like uh, make those pay to watch. You know, maybe we'll just, you know, yank those off for a year at a time, you know. Two ninety nine uh, per episode. That's not so much, is it? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not so much for uh, what? Or, or it'll, episodes? Be, it'll, be, it'll be you can watch it for free with commercials. <clears throat> yeah. Or, you can or, or that. Yes. That, that'll be the next thing. You know, hey, you know, this great fucking thing, you know, this premium service that you you're pay already for. paying for it. And now you have to pay another five dollars a month <clears throat> if you don't want commercials. In the which which Amazon is now doing. There's no fucking... Netflix is doing it. Disney yeah, Plus no, is ne- doing it. I mean, it. Netflix is the worst offender, but they're all doing it. But now, yeah, Prime was one of the last holdouts because you fucking literally pay, you know, through the nose for Amazon Prime or you pay a separate, you know, Prime video thing. And yeah, now it's it, it, even them. Now it's fucking ads. Um, yeah, no, it's horse shit. It's complete horse shit. I actually, the other day, ironically enough, I went to uh, re-listen to uh the audiobook of uh book one of the dark tower which is this great stephen king series um the, uh, of of like books that he's written over like 30 years of his like in between other major novels um and it wasn't in my fucking audible library and i'm like oh shit what happened i did i delete it did i really not buy it and then i looked to see if i could like buy it again i was like oh maybe i never bought it um and it didn't exist anymore they only had this version by like a newer version by this less uh good audiobook author because i guess the original guy had died or whatever and they re-recorded it for whatever reason they like lost the rights to it but i'm like yeah but i fucking bought it what do you mean it's not in my library anymore (laughs) i didn't get like a refund i didn't get a credit back for it that was on your on your computer well like in my audible library so like you know on my phone or whatever but i didn't i don't think i had it downloaded but i had access to it because i paid for it paid fucking like 15 dollars for the audible credit I've never and done any kind of like uh, audio books, right? Books on it's, tape, it's so the same know. as like buying a movie, you know, digitally yeah. or buying, you know, whatever. So like, I yeah, I'm, and I went to listen to it. And I'm like, I just so that's it. Just like fuck me, then I guess. Like I don't like what do you? I had to fucking like pirate a copy. And I'm like, this is why nobody ever fucking wanted to pay for media. They've just made it. I'm telling you, you know, pirating is going to be coming back in a big way. And I don't just mean the Houthi rebels. <laughs> but I did want to talk about the Houthi rebels. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> I hate that they're still called the Houthi rebels because, like, they, I mean, they, they survived a fucking genocide that we paid for <laughs> in yep. Yemen, and they now control the country. Like, we tried to bomb them and starve them to death for ten years, and they won. <laughs> That's like we still call them the rebels. Well, the rebels, but, but which which actually means in in American vernacular, typically means the good guys, just like freedom fighter means uh, who, means who, like uh, the bad guys. Who, who blew up the Death Star? Who was that again? Oh, that's right, the rebels. Yep, Fucking yep. idiots. Yeah, I know. It just I know. just the, the 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 insanity of liberals and for large extent conservatives <clears throat> to worship something in fantasy that they will never support in reality. Yep. You know, if anything, the conservatives are more willing to fucking go buck wild and, you know, take over a bird sanctuary. <laughs> <It's just laughs> Those guys are back in the day. Like, that Bundy family that took over the bird yeah, sanctuary. I'm just and then, confused. I don't know what the fuck they were politically. And then they like trashed the place and like just littered it. And people sent them giant like, boxes everywhere. full of dildos and stuff. That was a yeah, great, great time yeah. in American history. Uh, and the, only the, one guy got killed. And that was because he tried to ram like a cop barricade with his truck. Um, and everyone else like got off scot-free because <laughs> they couldn't <laughs> somehow couldn't build a case against people who were camped out 
uh, illegally on federal property with guns and bombs for 30 days. They couldn't build a case against them, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the Houthi rebels who are exercising their uh, sovereignty over the territorial waters, I guess not really territorial waters. What do you what do you call like the 200 miles around your country? That's the water that you claim ownership Just of your your yeah, your 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 land. I don't know. Your, 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 anyway, yeah. So and this has been, you know, I mean, the, the Suez Canal and all the fucking canals like that's there's been disputes over trading for forever. You know, the line in the Billy Joel song, Trouble in the Suez. Yeah. I didn't know what that was when I was a kid. And I, I, you know, you couldn't just look up lyrics the way you can now. I thought the line was trouble in the sewers. And it was a reference. (laughs) You just just say that with a really horrific uh, New York accent. I guess so. Trouble in the sewers. I I thought the line was trouble in the sewers. And it was a reference to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because I was fucking 10 years old. And what else? I I didn't know what the fuck the sewers was. That's (laughs) awesome. So, yeah, and that I mean, it was probably about like five years later. I finally learned what the line was and I'm like, oh, OK, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I literally like because that song was on the radio every fucking half an hour when yeah. I was 10 years old. So I heard it a lot and I was just like, I wonder what this is all like. What, what, a lot of this is stuff I understand. A lot of it isn't stuff I have no clue what he's talking about. Yeah, he was kind of doing at the Grammys, run. by the way. Did you see him at the Grammys? Uh no no he was at the Grammys um yeah he plays he, new, he played that new song he uh, oh the new song yeah, yeah the new yeah. song that's that's definitely not augmented by AI in any way um no it sounded no, really did, good it, did, it sounded really good he, he was like he was like eighty percent of the way towards like the studio version when he played it live you know there's definitely uh, that, there's some sweetening but like that's any any artist nowadays does some sweetening on their sure studio sure. I tracks mean, it sounds a thousand times better than say bob dylan does now or paul right. mccartney Jesus does Christ. now yeah um those uh, guys lost their voices a long time ago but the houthi rebels who have been waging uh, a siege on ships they know that are going to bring weapons or food to israel uh has been going on for about a month now more mm-hmm. than a month and they've been very explicit that they're only targeting these ships because israel's committing a genocide in Gaza and in the West Bank. Yep. And you would never know that if you only follow US media, Western nope. media, because you know, the way that they would sh- even the even the, so this is from PBS News Hour. PBS is the <clears throat> public broadcasting system, is that what it stands for? Correct. <clears throat> yeah. So they're supposed to be like the the the, the liberal media in this country. Yeah, well it's P- supposed to be state PBS. funded or you know, you, right. you know federally right. funded whatever. even though that you listen to you know npr which is the same thing the yeah version right uh they have you know commercials it's for raytheon and coca-cola <laughs> right yeah federally funded they say it's funded the same way the federal government is funded by horrific right uh you know capitalist blood-sucking corporations so yeah so and i'm sure you've seen the like the videos that they will put out of their naval operations um, which are like very well filmed and very well edited with like banging soundtracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like SWAT guys and like all black, and they look like they have like higher tech shit than our. You SWAT can tell guys like do. all these, these armies of these rebel groups are all fucking Gen Z kids now. <laughs> they just they know exactly the way to pitch these things on social media. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I mean, just the, 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 when you when you call someone a, a rebel group and then you see the videos of what they actually look like, you're like, this is a full-fledged military this is not a rebel group but then this pbs so this pbs news hour article 
how Houthi rebel attacks in the Red Sea threaten global shipping. So they're trying they're trying to say, make it sound like it's, they're not targeting just ships bound for Israel, but this is affecting all of us. This is yeah. all of our problem now. It's yeah, not Israel's problem. And the picture they show is a bunch of fucking like ragtag fishermen in turbans and uh, fucking AK-47s that are not at all the military <laughs> from Yemen. Right. They're trying to make them look like, you know, this is this is just like, the you know, and then the faces are all out of focus. So you can't, you know, tell who they actually are. And then there's a big shipping container ship out in the distance on the on the uh, horizon of the photograph. And they're all like staring at it menacingly. So, yeah, yeah no, PBS News Hour, how Houthi rebel tax and the Red Sea threaten global shipping written by Noah Berman of the Council on Foreign Relations. What's the Council on Foreign Relations, you ask? From I could Wiki- take a guess, but yeah, let's take a guess. You tell me. <laughs> yeah, from Wikipedia, the Council on Foreign Relations. So this is this is the these are the people who are writing news articles for PBS. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Council on Foreign La- Relations (CFR) is an American think tank specializing in U.S. foreign policy and international relations. Founded in 1921, it is the independent and nonpartisan nonprofit organization. CFR is based in New York City with an additional office in Washington, D.C. Its membership has included senior politicians, numerous secretaries of state, CIA directors, bankers, lawyers, and corporate directors and CEOs, and senior media figures. Go figure. Think tank. Board of Directors of the Council of Foreign Relations includes a guy named David uh, David Rubenstein. Who is David Rubenstein? David Mark Rubenstein, born 1949, is an American lawyer, businessman, and philanthropist. A former government official, he is co-founder and core chairman of the private equity firm, the Carlyle Group. (laughs) Heard of them? A global private equity investment company based in Washington, D.C. He's also the chairman of the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, the National Gallery of Art, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Economic Club of Washington, He's the chairman of the Duke University Board of Trustees and the Smithsonian Institute. In 2022, he became the University of Chicago's Board of Trustees. According to Forbes, Rubenstein has a net worth of $3.2 billion. You go to uh, YouTube, you Google David Rubenstein. The first video that comes up is titled, Benjamin Netanyahu and David Rubenstein in Conversation. (laughs) Uh, fuck. Well, yeah. Houthi rebels are a big problem for the guy that likes to schmooze at the fucking Smithsonian with Benjamin Netanyahu in conversation and have it. Every think tank in D.C. is just filled with fucking CIA spooks and, you know, sycophants that, you know, uh, will will take any, you know, any amount of money from any of these horrific countries that we support uh, to do their bidding. And that's just, you know. That I could fucking set my watch by that. There's like not a single think tank where that's not the case. Um, that's that's the reason why you set up a think tank is yeah. to have a low level but constant PR campaign for the most evil people on the planet. Yeah, and, and yeah. make it and sanitize it and make it palatable and ignorable, right? Yeah. And, and and so you you see things like this. Biden did a press conference. Uh, a couple of weeks ago where he was asked because we started we started bombing Yemen. We started bombing Yemen again. Yeah. Biden has bombed four different countries 
in the first month of this year, including Yemen. Uh, Biden on the South Lawn was asked uh, if the bombing of Yemen was working. And he answered, quote, well, when you say working, are, is the bombing stopping the Houthis? No. Are we going to continue? <laughs> yes. So he oh, said, what he's saying God. is we know it doesn't work, but we're going to keep doing it anyway. Right, because this is uh, what we it's, do. It's just like the most... A rare uh, moment of clarity for him, I have to say. Uh, it, is, it is the greatest encapsulation of the Biden administration there is. Well, actually, we, this, I think we have some this, audio that's a little more audio from that same statement he was actually making. Do, should we play that now while we're while we're talking about him? Yeah, th- this audio is from a different thing, but it, um, it, it's, it's relevant to the topic. So, yeah. yeah. There is some movement. And I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, there's been a response from the opposition. But, um, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. But it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. There- oh, Jesus, this is—he's not even in the fourth year yet. I mean, this, this is, this is getting ugly. This well, is, he's got uh, four more years to go, baby. <laughs> there's zero <laughs> chance that this man is serving another four years as president. Whether he, uh, whether he truly sticks it out. And at this point, he's already fucked them over enough to to actually put another nominee in because they've gotten through uh, a couple of primaries. But uh, this man is not living long enough, and he's certainly not winning election if 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 he's the nominee. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how he survives. Like this is, I I I lived through the entire Reagan administration. I was actually born when Jimmy Carter was still president. Um, but. I only really remember like the, the second term of Reagan. You know, well, that's when know. it really started getting ugly with like where it was very obvious that he was losing. His but they could hide it better back then because he didn't have social media. That's, you know, yeah, they, they could just they could constant appearances, or just it wasn't shared. It wasn't as widely right, known, right. and and the media would you know they could kind of cover it up better. But now it's like the whole fucking whatever he says, you can clip it out and go look at this. And everyone's like, oh my god. But that said, this is still worse. This is still just like this. Yeah, this is Reagan. Like five years after he like finished his presidency, in terms of you know mental faculties, like he couldn't remember shit, but he could still talk. Right, right. Biden can't even. He can't form sentences. You go back and listen to his debate with Sarah Palin back, you know, forever ago. It wasn't even that long ago. It was like no, it's completely different human being. Completely different human being. It's it's they cut out half his brain um i swear <laughs> and what was it what was this this investigation into him that just came out today they're going to drop charges because he's too senile mentally incompetent yeah especially incompetent of, of of being complicit in a conspiracy or some shit he so yeah there's some great little poll quotes from this uh this investigation but i'm yeah. assuming that this is just you know the typical republican like you know we have nothing else to do so let's try to impeach the president kind of thing um, and they were they were, I guess, trying to have a special counsel investigate him for mishandling classified documents or mishandling classified information. I don't really know the full extent of it because this is the first I heard about it today. But this um, some of these poll quotes from the special counsel investigation are hilarious. Um, 
Mr. Biden's memory uh, also appeared to have significant limitations, both at the time he spoke to Zwanitzer, uh, I guess, in 2017, as evidenced by their recorded uh, recorded conversations, and today as evidenced by his recorded interview with our office. Mr. Biden's recorded conversations with Zwanitzer from 2017 are painfully slow. With Mr. and this is 2017, this this is like what, fuck, six, seven years ago at this point, uh, with Mr. Biden struggling to remember the events uh, and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president. (laughs) Forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, and this is a quote from Biden, if it was 2013, uh, when did I stop becoming vice president? (laughs) When did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began, quote, in 2009, am I still vice president? (laughs) He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. Uh, And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan. His favorite thing to bring up all times. It's literally his reason for being and reason for The reason you can't have health care. The reason we can't have health care is because his son died and he can't even remember when his fucking son died. Probably on 9-11 when he was when he was getting arrested trying to meet with Nelson Mandela. I'm assuming that it happened <laughs> at that at that time. <laughs> Sometime around that that uh that 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 uh, crazy moment in time. Yeah. Um you, you hit the trifecta it, with that one. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's it's sad how many times he's like publicly just fucking lied about things and he's still just allowed to be a public figure. It, it's kind of fucking insane. And why do we do this? Right? Because this isn't a new phenomenon. Of, of foisting some old person in power along forever to the point where there's no, you know, I mean, you, you watch the fucking, you know, I rewatched, recently rewatched the uh, first season, the only season so far of uh, House of the Dragon. And you're just watching the king get older and like literally his limbs are falling off. He's, He's falling apart. falling off his fucking body. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, why don't you quit? Why don't you quit? Because like, cause no one will let you quit because this is the fucking dynasty. Right. It's it's a you know, we we pretend it's a democracy, but it's not. We we elect certain people to be the king or queen. And then we just keep making sure that there's another succession of that same fucking dynasty somehow. Um, And it's just that's probably why we love shows like this. Right. Because there's something in us that's just like. Yeah, I want to. I want to hate watch. We this long to be fucking ruled in some weird fucking way. Like it's it's a very bizarre thing as a country that we do. Um, <laughs> by the way, I was just googling to try to find some more remarks in that article. This is from an hour ago. Breaking. Following remarks defending his memory and abilities, President Biden refers to Egypt's president El Sisi as the quote president of Mexico. Mm. This is from an hour ago. So he literally came out and had to make a speech because of all these fucking things going around about him from this special counsel investigation. And he called the president of Egypt, the president of Mexico. So doing a great job, Joe. Can't can't wait for four more years of this. This is a <sighs> the, the Democratic Party. We, we, we've known that they, they don't care about winning and that they don't want to lose. But I mean, this is like at least try to put up a fucking charade like you got you, the, your whole operation is dependent on the fucking rubes that you have convinced that you actually are trying uh thinking that you're actually trying like you're not even doing a good job and, of that and the weird anymore. thing is the republicans don't really seem to do this like look what they fucking did to their own speaker of the house oh no they'll, they'll, they'll they they will <laughs> they hop him on a, a bandwagon fucking... of the actual popular candidate any any day of the week because they know that that's their chance yeah. to actually stay in power. They'll they'll throw their own guy in the shipper shredder just to 
fucking spite him because he they, wasn't. They are all going to get back on enough. board with Trump. <laughs> they all they all threw Trump under the bus after fucking January sixth, and they're all going to get right back on board now that uh, it's obvious that he's going to be the president again. They're all going to pretend like the last, you know, Mike Pence will come crawling back. Maybe he's not going to be his vice president, but he'll, you know, they'll all pay fealty to him and they'll all, you know, pretend that they love him and that they're, you know, his type of Republican. But, you know, I mean, it, this the, the only thing that, that uh, would trip him up would be the state. Uh, basically, the, the, being put in prison. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, 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 no. Just like strip him, stripping him off the ballot in individual states. Right. I think he's going to end up getting a will... Supreme Court ruling, though, because I because they a bunch oh, of those will, yeah, got bounced. All, yeah, they're all going to go to the Supreme Court. I guarantee they'll all go to the Supreme Court. It's just a question I, of like how soon that can actually happen. I th- in the... I, th- I thought it was a, I could be wrong, but I thought it was already happening because he because a couple of other states tried it and it ended up you know getting overturned. And I thought it, I thought I had read that it was going to the Supreme Court like imminently, but I could be wrong about that. I know there's d- individual cases. I know that uh, it just got tossed out of court in Illinois, but that was only for Trump being tossed off the primary ballot. I don't know, gotcha. you know yeah. what, what it would be for, you know, general election. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see how, you know, unless he's been convicted of some of treason by a court of law, I don't know how you can strip him off the ballot for treason. If it's, yeah, hasn't no, I mean, that's... proven in any other case, you know, any and judge again, can look at that and go, well, you're just, you're, that's conjecture. You know, you can't just claim that he's committed treason if he hasn't been, you know, tried and convicted of treason by another court. So. It's just, you know, it, it, again, though, like, it, it, you know, anyone who was actually trying to win an election would just, you know, try to find the best possible candidate uh, who should, you know, anyone with half a fucking competent political brain, it would be a slam dunk against somebody like Trump with all of the baggage that he has. But they just continue to insist on keeping the worst possible person in that spot. They could easily. Like, what pick- if they could have they could have picked anybody better than fucking Beto like bring fucking Beto back let him try to skateboard his way to the White House like he could have fucking done it because he doesn't have the baggage you know it's literally anybody could have done it if they put their might behind them um and actually kept you know the Democrats in power and got all of their you know the shit the horrible shit accomplished that they wanted to accomplish uh you know monetarily and whatever but they're just they just seem insistent that this is going to be the way it is like they're I don't know. The only, the only way they're going to voluntarily, the only way they're going to voluntarily replace Biden is if they pick somebody even worse, like Fetterman. sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. They, 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 you know, he he as as horrible as he is, I don't think that they particularly care for him either because they do still have that, you know, that thing where they find you know people uncouth who aren't you know straight like like you know all the shit that they would say about Bernie. Like, even though he constantly would, you know, kowtow to them and fucking, you know, make concessions to them, they just didn't like his the way he talked or his appearance or anything like that. They couldn't get past that. They'll never get past Fetterman, although he's even more of a fucking bitch for Israel, you know, and constantly, you know, supporting them and everything that they're that they're uh, it's, trying to it's do. It's not even just that. It's like it, he people it's major have been, mental illness at this point. I mean, people that, have the, been that reposting video. tweets about him. Uh, from well before this shit started saying, no, he's actually been a racist, awful guy on everything. He just hit it for a few months. Right. Uh, to get elected, he fucking he pretended he pulled a, to be like a... Pulled a gun on a fucking black guy for jogging. The crime of jogging, he pulled a gun on a black guy. 
Uh, here's a Associated Press uh, tweet here. Fetterman says migrant crisis threatens American uh, Americans who dream for Nate or no, I'm sorry. Fetterman says the migrant crisis threatens the American dream for native born citizens. Oh, native born citizens. Interesting phrasing uh, choice. Yeah. Uh, so somebody one, replied to that tweet with a screenshot from Indiana Jones. <laughs> the, the first one, right? Is the lost Ark with the uh, picture of the, bald mustache Nazi the instant before he gets his face splattered by a fucking airplane <laughs> propeller. <laughs> it's good. And it looks because it, it, it's exactly what Fetterman looks like right now. He's, yep, he's yep. doing just the mustache right now, which just, I don't mind. I, I've done that before. It looks okay on some guys. Some guys. Yeah, don't. no, not on him though. It's, it's It makes him even creepier looking. No, it just makes him look like that fucking Nazi for yeah, right. the Lost Ark. Right. <laughs> it's his Nazi arc. Uh, yeah, and, and, this man like he he is the definition of going through it there's that that video surfaced of him a couple weeks ago on x twitter whatever of him fucking holding up the israeli flag in the rain on top of presumably his apartment building uh as protesters below you know were were, were demanding a ceasefire and how do you get Um, on the roof of the building like i i I know that it didn't look like it had like a finished shouldered the door open i don't know yeah, I know that you're not supposed to get on the roof of your building unless there's like a an actual patio built up there, and it didn't look like that was the yeah. case. Just it, a fucking lunatic. He he wore this fucking tuxedo hoodie with oh, shorts yeah. to this yeah. like fucking like a Met Gala event. type thing. Like it was. It's it like you don't have to never dress nice. I get that no. you want to wear your fucking sweatpants to work. Um, but but, if but everyone you know, else... it's it's the same as like the Republicans who wear the fucking like when Tucker Carlson you know takes pictures in his wood shop that's never been used wearing fucking you know John Deere fucking boots and shit. <laughs> it's like you fuck you you don't fucking you, come on you, like you bought you bought those things at Bass Pro Shops this this afternoon like you don't you're not actually a fucking working person you're a fu- you're cosplaying as a fucking you know working American like give me a fucking break it, it's it's just ridiculous. Oh man, did you see the uh the the full court press that uh all the western media tried to do the other day? Um just absolutely smearing Palestinians. Um I, you Thomas, know, I ha- no. Thomas no, Friedman uh had an article. Thomas Friedman who's paid $350,000 a year to write racist to be the stupidest trash man alive. Yeah. For the New York Times, the liberal paper. Like uh-huh. the, the way that the liberal brain works is like, well, we have to give equal space to Hitler. Otherwise, we're not being balanced, right? Headline yeah. from Thomas Friedman, understanding the Middle East through the animal kingdom. Remember when, remember when oh, Brett yes, Stevens rage this. quit Twitter over being compared to a bed bug yep. and, and said that was anti-Semitic? Uh-huh. And, and then it turned out that Brett Stevens had referred to Palestinians as termites. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Every <laughs> accusation is a confession. Just remember that. This yeah. Is so true. he, so Thomas Friedman referred to the Islamic Revolutionary Guard uh, as wasps. Uh, the Houthis, Hezbollah, Hamas uh, are the wasp eggs. Oh. Um, and let's see. We have no count. He says we have no counter strategy that safely and efficiently kills the wasp without setting fire to the whole jungle. So he, he's he's implying that that's what we need to do. 
Like we, if we don't burn down the whole jungle, we can't kill the wasps. Yeah, so no, that's 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 a very normal way to feel about a, a group of people, an ethnic group of people. On the same day, the Wall Street Journal opinion column, uh, written by a guy named Steven Stalinsky, I don't know who he is, but probably terrible, says uh, headline and the tagline is "Welcome to Dearborn, America's Jihad Capital." Oh yeah, though no, that was a great one. The fu- you see the mayor of Dearborn go off on that fucking guy, like just just. I, he he said some cr- like great fu- like some of the greatest kind of like response to bullshit articles I've ever seen. Uh, no, the mayor of Dearborn. No. Do you have any of that? I I don't. I I didn't realize no, you were bring that up. But they, but he he was just he just called it like a stupid ass art. Like he was just, he he was like no not at all. Uh, uh, you know, he he very much came out of politician mode. Um, on yeah. that one, I'll see if I can find so the, the the byline from that um, Wall Street Journal piece. Welcome to Dearborn, America's jihad capital. As though that, like, if you know what the word jihad means, you know there's greater and lesser jihad. One is a spiritual war. The other one is a you know fighting for your rights war. Right. The word jihad has no like they, they equate it with you know intifada. You know that's that's right. just you know. Suicide bombers is what it's supposed to invoke in the Western mind. But the byline says imams and politicians in the Michigan city side with Hamas against Israel and Iran against the U S. And I was like, that sounds pretty fucking based to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, don't, I, I don't, I find nothing in, to disagree with. That sounds great. Stop making them sound cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously. Make them sound. Um, cool. Oh God. And then the Bono stuff uh, while you're still looking that up. I so find it, but yeah, Bono, Bono, the fucking Bono has been referred to recently as the most hated man from Ireland, um, because he does that thing. I seen that clip of him uh, from years ago where he it was YouTube was performing at an outdoor concert in San Francisco, and somebody in the audience had a sign that said "SF for U2," and he like in the middle of the fucking song goes on a rant because he thought SF stood for uh, same fine. <laughs> the, 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 the political party. The, the, cool, and, the coolest fucking group of people in, in, the, in the country of Ireland. Yeah. And he went on a rant saying, how dare you hold up that sign? Because I, I don't, you know, he, he was like, they apparently had like uh, assassinated some fucking uh, British asshole um and he was mad about it because he he like he's the only person in ireland or from ireland who uses that very that very indignant and and you know that that kind of delivery of of you know the way the way people from ireland talk you know yeah um but he only like digs deep within it to uh condemn people from ireland and to praise the british <laughs> right right no it, it's incredible the, the level of cuckery from 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 bono every time he talks about british irish relations um so just just recently he was on stage <clears throat> singing one of his one of the youtube's most famous songs and he changed the lyrics up oh great he sung this is this is this is a quote but he's from sung sunday it. bloody sunday or a different he sung song? Stars of David, they took your life, but they could not take your pride. Wow. <laughs> wow. What are you even t- <sighs> so he took a song about the Bloody Sunday Massacre and changed the lyrics to be about Israel. Was, it, was that from that or was that from Pride in the Name of Love? That sounds like... Whatever. Which they're bo- Aren't the both songs about that? Anyway, whatever. Um, Pride in the Name of Love, I think, is actually about 
MLK, if I remember correctly, which is, is it, even worse that they changed the, the lyrics of that song to be oh about God. the fucking just, Nazis just, in, in right. Israel. Writing a song about oppression and the oppressed and then changing the lyrics to fit it onto the crown of the oppressor. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody, yeah somebody, re- somebody replied, uh, planet's worst, <laughs> planet's worst band loves planet's worst regime fitting. <laughs> And it sucks because like there's the, some of the YouTube songs from the A's are fucking great. Like the the original Pride in the Name of Love, all of the Joshua Tree, but it's just like the world's least self aware man. The uh, whole band is bad. Upon millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, like they're all a bunch of fucking rich guys who... to, to hang around him for as long as they did. They must all be pretty similar, you know. I have to imagine. Yeah, it was. I forget which one of them, but one of them wanted to like. It, buy some wildlife refuge in California and turn it into a fucking condo development, but it would be a green condo development. And somebody <laughs> figured out like the carbon footprint and the loss of habitat would be just like absolutely disastrous. <laughs> and so like all the other rich people around it, like had to get together and like fight against him from doing it. Yeah. Um, who, who, who was it? The the grown man, the grown sixty seven year old man who calls himself the Edge. The yes, guitar player. that's yeah. It was like, hey, uh, you know, you don't have to wear that fucking winter hat like all the time in the summer. Like, we know you don't have any hair under there. You're not yeah, fooling no. anybody. It's a real it's Tim like, Pool situation. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> Seriously, but yeah. So oh, I man. saw Bono was trending the other day, um, and man, he's just getting dragged. Um, <laughs> I, this this isn't true, but somebody tweeted out. Uh, Bono says the name. Bono is a, of Hebrew origin and means man who avoids taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Somebody else tweeted, all, all this Bono bashing is so unfair. His prayers have always simply been for peace, nonviolence, and more multi-million dollar deals with Israel, uh, Israeli banks. <laughs> <laughs> and one more oh, tweet here. Man. Bono announces he will attend Ireland versus is uh, Israel basketball game and personally shake the hands of the Israeli players. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, one Bono. last thing. I I this wasn't a tweet, but I saw a video of this where there was like some national um Oh yeah, no. This, so it was it was Ireland versus Israel girls basketball game uh and the the girls from the ireland team like refused to shake the hands of the uh that rules israeli <laughs> team and like refused to stand with them in a, in a group photo yeah well and, like, very and likely all, all the, the girls on the israeli team were fucking a former idf sold or current you know in, in or future IDF yeah <laughs> future um and yeah uh, and you could like uh, and all the all the israeli girls were like jeering them like yeah. they were like yelling and, sh- and shouting at him and all the, yeah, well, they're all girls. psychos at heart. Like the way oh, that, yeah. they, that they've been yeah. up, the, raised, unfortunately. And, and, you know, you feel and bad. All the Irish girls like, were like perfectly, like not responding to them, like all unified <laughs> and like just staring straight ahead and just, you know, n- not taking the bait and like, right. whatever, That's we'll awesome. fucking beat you on the court. Right. One of the best countries in the world, truly Ireland. Uh, well, one day they will be free. Actually, hopefully this year. You know, we, we the Irish reunification of twenty twenty four. We still got fucking Star Trek next eleven generation more months. Predicted the exact year. There's an episode of Star Trek you've probably seen memed where Data from Star Trek <laughs> is referring to the Irish uni- reunification of two thousand twenty four. I shit you not. It's a real no. One hundred percent, hundred percent. So I'm I'm waiting for it to happen. I'm waiting. Um, I'm just I, you know. Sometimes science fiction predicts things a little too well. Yep. 
Yep. All right. So yeah, that does it for us this week. Um, but, uh, follow the show. Um, you know, go to our Twitter for the link, but we're at acast.com, uh, um, acast.com slash show slash move left, I believe is the address to get to us. Um, great review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots, uh, patreon.com slash move left. Um, I am on X, Twitter, whatever, at move underscore left. Uh, and I am on Twitter. Uh, at one 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 one. Yep. Yeah. And we'll see you next time.